Bye. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have today uh, an inspirated session uh, led by Judy Yenwo, and it's called, How Do You Know If Someone Loves You? This is our second time to do this recording uh, via a podcast. And uh, if you're interested in, in hearing it, you would just download the, the uh, app uh, after the session and after it's transmitted, which I will let you know. So let me just tell you a little bit about Judy, our, in, our guest today. Judy is a special ed teacher in the Volusia County School System. She also is an independent associate of Legal Shield. And if you want information about that, just see her after the session. Judy is from Daytona Beach, and she has been an avid participant with the Inspirators from the inception. And that was about three years ago. And if you listen to the introduction on podcast, you will see that this was not intentional. It just started with a couple of people talking, and Judy was one of the first people that uh, was on the session, and we brought somebody else in. And so it's been going ever since. Many times I've wanted to stop, but every time I try to stop it, there's somebody else that wants to come on as a guest and uh, share their, their passion. Uh, she, um, the other thing about uh, Judy is, uh, is um, she, loves, she loves understanding and digging into the relationship pool and trying to figure out why we have a battle of the sexes. Why do people get 50% 50, 50 of people uh, that are married get divorced? Why are the relationships so tough? And maybe with this session today and the, and the people on the session expounding on their beliefs, we may find some answers. So here she is, Judy okay. Yenwo. Okay. No, no flag yet. Hello all. Thank you, Anna Maria and Inspirators, brothers and sisters, for having me as your guest moderator this evening. Before I get started, I want you to know that we are on a podcast, which is a digital audio file made available on the internet for downloading to a computer or a mobile device, typically available as a series, new installments on which uh, could be received by subscribers automatically. In other words, we we don't want anybody uh, to feel uncomfortable because we are on a um, uh, podcast. I believe in total transparency and communication. Please share as much as you like or feel free to listen only. We encourage everyone to have input, but if you're not comfortable, then you do not have to say anything. There are no right or wrongs to this presentation. If you do not agree with what's being said, please share your insight so that we could all learn from you. I'm not an expert in love topics. I just love love. I respectfully request that you just have some conversation with me. And uh, one moment, please. Judy, as people come in, you don't have to I would only be in your way. So I'll go 
paying full and undivided attention to the person or matter at hand. It may also refer to time spent performing some favorite activity, basically giving the other person your undivided attention. Well, what about words of affirmation? Actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. And oh boy, do I love to be complimented. Hearing words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reason behind that, love spins your spirit skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving. This language uses words to affirm other people. Now, acts of service, which is devotion. For these people, action speaks louder than words. And finally, there's something called physical touch, which is haptic communication. And it is a branch of nonverbal communication that <clears throat> refers to the ways in which people and animals communicate and interact via the sense of touch. Touch or haptics from the Greek word hapticos is extremely important for communication. It is vital for survival. The sense of touch allows one to experience different sensations, such as pleasure, pain, heat, or cold. One must, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the most significant aspects of touch is the ability to convey and enhance physical intimacy. The sense of touch is the fundamental component of haptic communication for interpersonal relationships. Touch can be categorized in many uh, terms such as positive, playful control, ritualistic, task-related, or unintentional. It can be both sexual and platonic. Does anybody have anything uh, that they like to say about love or how do you know if someone loves you? Would anybody like to share? Um, yeah, this is Anna Maria. Um, I, I think those five, the languages of love, I think they're very uh, true. I think it's very interesting. And everybody, like you said, expresses it differently. However, the way I look at it is affirmations sound really, really nice. I love you. You're special. I care for you. They sound nice. Okay. And that's, that's part of it. That, that could be the beginning. But for me, that's not enough. I can't. It's just it's words. I like the action. Uh, to to that's a collateral for the for the words. So I think uh, actually to tell the truth, I think I really think that all five uh, should be uh, should be utilized. In fact, I have a, a couple of other ones. The quality time, of course, that's really important. The gifts is really for all physical touch and service. I mean, you know, people that you're involved with you that should care about. You know, do you need anything done? Uh, can I help you? Uh, I think all of it. And I just feel that there's a couple more. <laughs> and the one that I like to add, the two that I like that is the willingness to compromise. That's very important. If you're not willing to compromise, the person doesn't care that much for you. And the other one is willingness to honor reasonable requests. Not to say, well, I want you to go out and make a million dollars and bring it back here. That's not reasonable. Reasonable requests. So as far as I'm concerned, I just added on another two. 
Does anybody else have any that they'd like to add on or any other thing they'd like to say? That is excellent, Anna Maria. Thank you. Does anybody else have any input? Do we have any gentlemen online? I'd love to hear some of your um, ideas about this. <laughs> I'm not a gentleman, but I have an idea. <laughs> Go ahead. Go right ahead, please. Yeah, this is Karen, and um, I I agree with Anne Marie that while words are wonderful, I do believe words can be cheap unless they're backed up by actions. But I do realize from my own personal past relationship that there are some people that words um, really are very important, and if you happen to be a person who believes that actions are more important, that can be kind of a stumbling block for a relationship because it's not necessarily comfortable to uh, express things when you don't, when you feel like the person should already realize it from your action. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Thank you very much for your input. Is there anyone else that'd like to say something, please? Uh, yes, uh, this is Andrea. Um, I was wanting to say something, you know, talking about the words of affirmation. And uh, a lot of times a person will tell you what you want to hear because they know mm -hmm. you need those words of affirmation. And uh, kind of like Karen was saying, that can also be a stumbling block because if there's no action behind that, then it's kind of meaningless. It really is meaningless. So I guess you have to say, you know, words sometimes speak louder than actions, I guess you would say, uh, in that case, because uh, I don't know. I've experienced that, and it's uh, like sometimes a person will tell you those things in order to lure you in and gain your affection. But then when it gets down to, you know, the nitty gritty of a relationship and then sometimes those words of affirmation stop and then the actions speak louder than the words. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. Thank you very much for that. You Does anyone else? have anything they like to say about the topic of love? Do you know if someone loves you? Do you like to share a love experience, anyone? Sometimes I feel like I have not been <laughs> uh, overly successful in love relationships. And this is why sometimes I love to communicate about um, um, relationships, love languages, if you will, and um, it's just something that, you know, I, I love to talk about, and um, if anybody could share something with me uh, to uh, help me, because like I said, I, I have not been overly successful in love relationships. I've had a lot of um, good relationships, 
but um, I just wish it was something different. Does anybody care to talk about that, please? Well, who's well, the animal rear again? Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead, because I already spoke. Go ahead, the other person. Oh, uh, well, this is Andrea again. Uh, I would say sometimes uh, I've dealt with this myself. I have found that when you're talking to that other person, I have to realize that, you know, they come from a total different background total different set of parents than I do. Their values are different. There may be similarities between two people, but when you come together, you know, that's that's the key right there is coming together to build a relationship. And it takes two, you know, both listening and both wanting to be involved in making the relationship grow. And um, when you don't always have that, I guess you would say you don't always feel comfortable uh, sharing your feelings or when you share your feelings with that person, hey, this is what I need in the relationship, um, then sometimes I think there can be miscommunications where that person did not realize because they didn't know that you needed to be loved in that way. Okay. And I know that can be, that could also happen just in friendships even because like I've come across that with friends, you know, that, uh, I'm real, I'm a real big gift giver and very loving person. When I meet someone, I greet them. I like to give them a hug. That's my love language, you know, and, um, but then I've found people who, you know, they don't always, they need their space. They, the hugging and being real affectionate is not their style. It's just not, they're not comfortable with that. And I've learned that at first that was very, uh, hard for me to learn because I was like, I don't understand how somebody can just not, uh, enjoy someone showing them affection in that way. But then I learned it's not their love language. I have that book by Gary Chapman. I learned a lot from that. And uh, that really helped me to give people their space because it's not their love language. And then it opened up some communication, uh, you know, even with some friends. And I was like, oh, I respect that. I respect that totally. I'm sorry, you know. And it kind of started some dialogue with, you know, how that person feels accepted and feels love. And I was like, oh, I had no clue. So, you know, opening up dialogue and, you know, communicating and really. Thank you for that. Uh, Yes. Um, There are, these are, well, I, I feel like there are 11 undeniable signs that someone shows you love. And uh, just see if you agree with this. Um, the way a person looks at you. They want to give, do, does the person want to give you something? How do they treat you? Do they treat you like you're a priority? Do they want to immerse you in their life? 
Do they really see you? Your happiness is as important to them as their own. Do they miss you when you're apart? They keep you in the loop or do they keep you in the loop? Are they there for you, even if it's an inconvenience for them? Do they not give up on you? Or do you simply not worry about how she, he or she feels? You just know how they feel about you. I'm really shocked today. <laughs> We're so quiet. And I, I was hoping to have a little bit more input. I'm sorry. Okay, this That's is a Aunt really Aunt good Aunt point. This is Aunt Okay, those of the five love languages we spoke about in the beginning, as we expand on that and expanding, too, on what uh, Andrea said. Uh, so it's, it's, what I was trying to do as you was naming those, see if they fit under the, the five basic ones. And some of them I didn't see there. So those are extensions. I think those are great love languages, too. A person who gives up on you quickly, how could they care that much about you if they, if they give up? I mean, it could be uh, something that they responded to and they didn't like to respond. And they said, well, I don't like how she's looking at it. And so, therefore, they, they give up. And if, if you're treating poorly, I mean, that treatment is definitely good treatment. Uh, would you like some tea tonight? Can I bring you something? That's all under, under treatment. I mean, that's how um, that would come under uh, you know, do they really see you for who you are? Are you? Do they see you, or they just see themselves? Do they see you uh, as a person who uh, has an autistic side, and you want to develop that side even more? Do they kind of encourage that? Uh, the communication, you, you communicating, do they hold things back? I think those are all part of the uh, of, of the love languages, and so I just think those are extensions. So. I guess we're not trying today to veer off from other things. How we're looking at how do we know someone loves us? That's what we're looking at today. There's so, there's so many ways we can take off on this love thing because it's unlimited. So, uh, you know, does anybody else have any other way or any other thing that they can add to show? This is Karen again. I think, uh, I mean, I think there's all kinds of love, like you said, there's love, for, there's friendship love, there's romantic love, there's mother and child love, there's balanced love, there's a lot of different kinds of love, and I think that deeper, the deepest love is one that is with commitment, and if you have commitment, then a lot of those things that you name, Judy, of, of how the person looks at you, how um, they what how they treat you, uh, those things all would come into play because they would be the natural um, extension of showing the commitment to that relationship. But sometimes I think our expectations of the other person to give us happiness um, is unrealistic. We have to first love ourselves to be able to be loved, I believe. Because if we if we are if we are real damaged, 
I think it's hard for us to believe that someone could love us. <laughs> and so I think that you have to have a lot of it has to start with with you and how you uh, feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, like I like that. Yeah. So if you're a damaged person, you could be damaged mm-hmm. in your childhood a damage from other ways, then your ability to receive that love is not as great. And they may be sending it out, sending the vibes out, but you may not receive it. And another thing that I, I was watching a little bit of the um, Super Soul Sunday and uh, what was mentioned there about intimacy, and I'm not even talking about sexual intimacy. I'm talking about intimacy. Intimacy covers mm-hmm. many different areas, and you cannot be, have intimacy. And many people are married and don't have the intimacy uh, maybe sexual intimacy, but others is much more deeper, is that uh, you have to, intimacy comes along with trust and faith. If you don't feel safe, there's no intimacy. You're not going to open up. And if you don't, if you don't open up, then you can't truly love. And so you got to, you got to feel safe. Now, many times you have to, that person has to uh, create that trust in you too. So I think that's a part of it also. So what do you think of this? What does anybody think about that? intimacy and trust and safety feelings. I think that's, uh, this is Andrea again. I think that's a really good point, Anne-Marie. And Karen, too, she had a really good point there about self-love because um, I know of a few people, you know, who, I don't know how to describe this, they're not happy unless uh, they're with someone else. And um, yeah. me, myself, I can just be, you know, happy, relaxing, reading a book, <laughs> and, you know, having a nice evening. And uh, just sometimes you need downtime for yourself. Uh, but I know some people feel like if they're not with someone in a relationship romantically, they're not complete. And I think a lot of that does come from self-love. And if we don't love ourselves enough, then we don't have that reservoir inside us of love to give to someone else. So we have to, first of all, this is my belief, is have that relationship with God and then love ourselves enough that we're comfortable being with ourselves, even if we're not in a romantic relationship. And then when that person comes along, uh, you know, that's just an additive. And then, you know, if that doesn't work out, then, you know, you're going to be hurt, but you love yourself enough that you'll heal from that and you'll be okay because you care enough about yourself to know what your value is too. So I think that's really important because a lot of people don't know their value and their worth and they look for it in another individual and it's really not humanly possible for another individual to meet our needs. They they can meet the love languages and they can do the things that make us feel loved, but in the end we really truly love ourselves enough to say, you know, I'm okay. You know, if, if you're not here, something happens, relationship doesn't work, I'm okay. God's got me, you know. It's just my theory on that. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, this is Judy again. I, I'm 
I, I wonder why uh, love is, to me, love is so beautiful. And I don't understand why some people are just not successful in love. Why is it so difficult for some people to not be able to find love and other people find love, you know, a satisfactory, uh, uh, excuse me, a partner that satisfies them? So does anybody have any um, idea about that? Uh, this is Anna Marie. Yes, I do. Yeah, what I ha what I think about that is, is, is actually there's a book called, I think it has to do with smart women, smart women, bad choices. I think it has to do with that. Of course, I'm lifting myself up and having self-esteem to say that because I'm putting it all on on the, the, the other person, the choices that you make. Because some people just don't have the ability to give those, those things of quality time, gifts, affirmations. You just don't have it. So if you have that as a criteria, if those are some of your love languages, you have to get, you have to accept somebody into your life is that's able to exude those things. And if they can't, then they're, they're not, uh, they're not for you. So smart woman, bad choices. That's what I think. Anybody else think that? Hi, this is Maria. Oh, okay. Yes. Go ahead, Maria. Uh, Mar Maria, do you want me to speak first before yes, coming? Go ahead, Maria. I think mm -hmm. if we can elaborate a little more on, I, I realized on infatuation, long-term love, and short-term love. I ran into men who would say, "Oh, I love you, I love you," and I would say, "Wait a minute, you don't know me. You're saying you love me, but..." Love is more than just those words. It's you're infatuated with the time, with the moment. Uh, but are you gonna are you gonna love me when I look ugly and my hair's in rollers and I don't have any makeup on or I'm in a bad mood? You know. And when you are introduced to someone, sometimes they say, "Oh yeah, I'm infatuated." And we we have to as women. I know I'm looking for a long-term love, a permanent love that is, you love me You love me when I'm smelling good with perfume and when I'm smelling bad with bad odor and I'm not looking that good and, and you love my personality, you're not going to try to change me. But the long-term love is what we're talking about. But there are short-term loves where you get into a relationship because you're infatuated. Even we as women, we look at a nice, handsome guy, and, and we just get in, into him, and the chemistry goes through our system, and we don't do, like you said, Anna Maria, is smart love, is to understand that's only going to be temporary love. That's not going to be long-lasting love. And then we get hurt because that man wasn't even thinking about us. He was just thinking about short-term love. So you can love someone, like really uh, super love, quick and it's over with, or you, or we are at our age, well, in my, at my age, I'm looking for long, long-term love. And it is like what you said, Anna Maria, and what you said, Judy, those qualities have to exist in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But infatuation is something that's really tricky. It can kind of throw you off. Mm -hmm. well, yes, it can. Long-term love. Is there anyone else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hi, this is, this is Isabella. Oh, did, sorry, did I talk over someone? It's okay, go ahead. Who's the person uh, speaking? Um, you know, you're talking about um, what Anna Maria said, start women and, and bad choices. A um, couple of things. 
sometimes people will tell you what they want, but because you want something, uh, that's what you hear. And sometimes it's a case of um, <laughs> you, you need to listen to what they're telling you. You know, uh, they're telling you in what they say to you and, and how they approach you. And, and a lot of these things that I, I do have infatuation or I am looking for a short term kind of thing, but uh, we will translate it into something else. So, uh, and then I think another piece is people, you know how you can be quite familiar with what you don't like, but you, you don't know all of what you do like until you find out. Expo it's, it's about exposure. Interesting. Very interesting. No. Can I speak? Can I speak? Go ahead, please. Okay. I was just, I was being quiet because I just wanted to listen. And from what I understand, I'm the only man that has spoke up so far. But I'm going to be completely honest with you is that men and women, they're two different entities. And women look at, you know, relationships a lot different than a man looks at relationships. But one thing that I will say, both parties got to know how to love themselves first before you can love anybody else. That's one thing that's real true. Now, the other thing I'm going to say from a man perspective, he'll see a woman that he likes, you know, in an intimate way. And he'll say, I love you. But he's just saying that to, you know, do what he, men do. You know what I'm saying? Well, a woman might have a different feeling for the situation. So the conversation, you know, I always go back, you know, that you got to be patient. You got to understand the other person. You know, it's deep. You know, I think it's a word that we use like we use the word friend. You know, we just use that word. We just say, I love you. I love you. And in reality... You know, how do you know if you love somebody when you first meet them? You know what I mean? You don't know if you love them. You know what I'm saying? Until you be in a relationship with that person, when that person is sick. Or, you know, like the lady said earlier, when the hair is, you know, not combed. Or, you know, you don't look the same way as you did in the beginning. You know, there's a lot of different variables. But, you know, that's a deep, that's a deep subject right there. But men and women look at it different. You know, a woman, you know, is in a different situation. A man looks at it much different. I think this conversation probably should have been just for women, you know, instead of just for men. Because, you know, I'm just saying, that's just reality. That's probably why ain't no man said nothing. But that's all I got to say. Peace. Oh, excuse well, me. Um, I wanted to say it may not be a very many men on to, but most of them, the inspirators is usually mostly women. Women like to talk more than men, but they, they're an inherent, inherently, they have the same needs of love. Maybe in a different language, the flowers and gifts and all that may not be the language, but they love in a different language, but everybody needs love. Even plants need love, animals, every, every, everything needs love. And that's more or less taking that energy from yourself 
and giving that energy to somebody else in the form of affirmations, quality time, this is tempted. And uh, I think that's basically one of the things that we should look at. But I invite more men to come on the inspirators, but some of them don't like to talk. Okay, any other any other uh, views on Yes, yes. How do you know Gloria. someone loves you? That's our subject today. Any other views on that? Okay, hello? Yes. Okay, it's Gloria. And um, you know, I just wanted to say I'm really enjoying listening to what everyone is saying. Um, but as a gentleman and a couple of the other ladies were saying, a lot of times the word is so vast, um, people don't really understand the, the meaning of the word love. Because when you think of love, when people think of love, everybody think of happiness. And love, it, it goes beyond. So you can tell someone love you and care for you, and to me, that's where truth come in, because if someone loves you, they're not going to lie to you and tell you what you want to hear. They're going to be truthful with you, and so, you know, the five love languages and the other ones that were added as well, they're all good, but that information was gotten out, and more people were aware it would help because it would let you know maybe this person is showing, you know, one type of affection. And then you don't know how people, you know, grew up. So maybe in your household, you weren't shown physical, touching, you know, love. Or you weren't given words and things like that. So I think the more, you know, we understand there is a different type of language. And, you know, to understand the other ones better. I think we should all put ourselves, if we put ourselves you know, just put the other person ahead of ourselves, then it would work better. But if both people feel that way, you know what I'm saying, that it would be in unison. Wow. I agree with Hello. Victor. Men and women are very different. <laughs> and I think that our women's expectations sometimes are have a tendency to go more to the romantic side and the men's uh, expectations in, in the beginning often are more physical. And I think that is a problem. And I think even after you get together, you know, men, if you start to express things to someone, a man wants to fix it. A woman just wants to talk about it. And that that does make that does make a problem sometimes because sometimes things can't be fixed. They're not meant to be fixed. They're just being vented. And uh, there is no fix for it. You know. And I think that we are different and I think that's a good thing because that's probably why we like each other, because we're different. <laughs> yes. Well, this is Judy again, and that's pretty much all that I have. Is there anyone else that likes to say anything or share anything? Yeah. Suggestions, comments. Hello. This is Sarah. Yes. Go ahead, please. I would like. I would like to. I mean, I think and I feel that we need first to be authentic to find real love, and you know, you must emphasize our true self. So if you want someone to love you through your moments of imperfection, then you must be willing to do that for someone else. So if you're real with yourself, you're ready for someone else's authenticity. And I think that that breaks the barriers of 
you know, that defensive kind of thing, like, does he really love me? Does she really love me? I think we need to really spend some time with ourselves knowing what we want. So in order to expect another person to love us as we are and be ready to love that person as they are, that's just my take on that. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Anna Maria, um, before we close, would you like to um, um, tell us about the podcast and um, how people could listen to it if they want to? Okay, but first we're not finished. We have a little more time on on this because it's um, it doesn't have to be finished for now. But there, there's some things I think uh, that may you know we may not have looked at. Uh, and this, for instance, that uh, one of the ones that I named that I think is important is you know you know everybody has a different need in in a love relationship. They have a different thing that they want. And one of the things that I think one of the love languages, one that I came up with was your willingness to compromise and your willingness to honor reasonable requests. For instance, and I let's go back to what um, Andrea said about origin, our origin, like how we grew up. Did we grow up in a section where people were touchy-feely? Did we wrestle? Did we, uh, did we bring tea to people? Did we, I mean, to the people in our family? But let's say you're in a relationship and you, you didn't, you're used to that and the other person isn't used to it. So the, what is their willingness to, to honor reasonable requests to say, okay, can we, when we go to the park, I know in your family you weren't used to holding, can we hold hands, which is a form of intimacy as well. So I think some of these things that you are not used to getting, uh, it could be gifts, it could be anything, you request those things and say, oh, it would be nice if... Sometimes when it's not a holiday, you bring a gift or give me a gift. Those are reasonable requests. So I think that's a very important part of it is to be willing to, to give that person some of the things they want if it's reasonable, even though it's different from you. So that also goes into the willingness to compromise. You know, this person, you get married to someone, they're used to eating food from all over the world, and the other person is only used to... Uh, eating just just American food all the time. How do we compromise that? What is your what is your ability to compromise? Because compromise compromises help you to get along, and that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the love languages, serving those love languages, which helps us ultimately to get along and to continue to love. That's nourishment. Of, of the love. You got to nourish it by giving the person some of the things they want, although you're not, you're not used to giving those, but you have that willingness. So I think that's one of the biggest possible and maintaining love from somebody and continuing to stay in a relationship for a long time. It's a, it's just, it's exchange your origin, exchange your differences and to tolerate your differences and to nurture the differences. Anybody have any feedback on that one? Uh, and, uh, this is a, uh, Karen Anne Marie. I agree with you very much about the, uh, you know, respecting. I, I think in a way it is respecting them and the fact that they do have differences and that that something that might be important to them you may not think is important to you, but it is to them. And I think that's a very important part of it. And I think. 
another word for compromise is respect. And um, I also think that you should not expect someone else to uh, be responsible for your happiness. And I don't think you should expect to be happy 100% of the time. And, and if you do have that expectation, you're going to be disappointed every time. In a long-term relationship, there are going to be ups and downs. And... Uh, I, I get, that's where I think the commitment comes in, but I do believe compromise is really a form of respect. Hi, this is, uh, this is Maria. Hi, this is Maria. Hello? This is yes. Maria. Go ahead, Maria. I was on mute, and I thought that everybody heard me, but I had my phone on mute. Uh, my big question, though, let's get, get it. We do all those good things. But at times, are we loving somebody that is not loving us? And we fell in love with that person. And now we're doing all those things, compromising, we're helping them out, we're doing, but they're, they're not loving you back. And you stay in this loveless relationship because you love them. And that, that's that line where Cupid comes and hits your heart and you fell in love. But that other person didn't fall in love. So you're hanging in there hoping that that person falls in love with you because you fell in love. That's a tough situation to be in. And I don't know if no. anyone online has been in that situation where they fell in love with the wrong person. Because we're saying love is a feeling that you have for someone. So you fall in love with someone, but they're not in love with They are not in love with you. So if love is such an emotional feeling type of thing, what do we do? We, uh, this we is Anna Maria. As far as, as far as I'm concerned about that, the breakup is the blessing. If you have, you know, you're, you're able to exhibit the, all those love languages, the person may not have the ability. Maybe they never received any love when they were growing up or they, they didn't have parents or whatever it, is, whatever it is. They come into your life, they have nothing to give. They have no energy. So the breakup is the blessing. Sometimes it's like that. Then the smart so woman. You have to choice. break up with the person because you're the only one in love. And that, that break uh, up that man is not in love it, with you. It, it, love is about needs. You're satisfying needs. You're not satisfying needs. You're not willing to share their life and their energy, which is love and their energy. Okay. And any of those different forms, what do you need that for? I mean, it's, I, I'm looking at it that way, but I don't know. Other people may feel, well, I, I got mad. I have to hang in that per, with that person for life because because I made those vows in there. Uh, okay. Do you feel emotionally? So do you tell the person? Do you do you tell the person? Gee, I fell in love with you, but you did not fall in love with me, so I'm stuck. Now I have to get out of the love. I mean, how, how do you, what, what kind of language do you use to, to a, a man who, or the person who you fell in love with and they don't have the same feelings you have? Is there a nice it's, it's, language you can uh, Check this out. Yeah, check it's, a nice this out. it's a nice language. Goodbye. Yeah, check this out. Check, 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 you know, depends on how you grew up and everything and everything. But what I wanted to say just then is like, yo, be careful when you be telling the person you gonna leave or whatever. You know, what I'm saying? he might not want to, you know, <laughs> drop that on that person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he might want to ease all about it. Is. <laughs> 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 
100. <laughs> but you could also be a very loving person and you give a lot. It's just that sometimes you, you make wrong choices and choose the wrong people.
you're dating someone, you have to look at their potential. Do they have the potential to fill you? And you would know by codes, their codes, red flag codes. You know, do they have the potential to fulfill any of these? To also make to uh, to grant you, uh, you know, to grant you reasonable requests. Do they have it? You can know if they're a little selfish. You know, you can pick up, especially if you're a mature woman. Now, if you're a young woman, 20 years old, 19 years old, but if you're a mature woman, you know, I would say uh, 45 and up, 35 and up, then you you know whether that person, some people, they see the red flag, and they just, oh, they just bury the red flag. And they say, no, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping on the, on, the, on the emotional part, the romance. They're tripping on that. And then the, the, the real deal, they just bury those red flags. And then they stay in that relationship for two or three years, and the red flags are waving and smacking the person right to the right and left. The red flags are smacking them down, and then they, uh, then they don't know what to do. But, uh, anybody else have any ideas? There's some funny parts of this, Victor. I have one point I wanted to make talking about uh, a little bit different is learning to love another person. And when you've been in a relationship for so many years and there's not been that mutual love backwards and forth like most of you have talked about, and then... It just was not a good relationship, whether there was some emotional abuse there or not love properly or whatever. Is learning to love again and open your heart to um, getting to know someone first and, you know, being open to loving someone again. And that's a process in itself. I just thought I would mention that. And Maria, I, I think that if you're in a relationship where you love somebody and you don't feel they love you, that um, you do need to pursue whether or not the relationship can be saved. Um, and I, I, I don't know whether that would be through some kind of counseling or whatever. But eventually, if you are continuing a relationship that is not healthy for you, I think it's going to end up hurting you uh, in the long run. And I don't think it's going to help the other person either. This is Victor again. I just wanted to end it on a very good point when you said maturity. Because I think that's one of the key points in all relationships is how mature you are. And then the other key point, I think, is... Do you want a long-term relationship? You know, are you just going to, you know, be dating different people, whatever? You got to, you know, kind of know what you want yourself out of life. And then when you first meet a person, you got to kind of, you know, you know, ask them questions. Like, you know, back in the day, they, you know, you used to court, you know, like going to court. You would ask them questions. You know, and hopefully they would give you the right answer. But that's back to maturity again. It depends on, you know, it depends on a lot. But, you know, maturity is a very key point, what you just said, Anna. That's real key. you got to be mature in a relationship if you want it to be long-term or whatever. you got to be mature. And if you're in a bad relationship, you know, male or female, I would suggest you ease yourself out of that situation. And, you know, you take some time to heal. 
from that before you even, you know, decide to get into another relationship. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Thank you very much. It's now getting to time to close here, and uh, I will speak a few minutes even after the recording starts. So anybody wants to know more about the um, podcast, and also uh, uh, Andrea's on the line, and she can tell you some more information too. But I thank everybody for coming on today. Uh, Judy, I thank you for being a guest interactor. That was a very stimulating subject, and maybe at some point we can continue it.